0: Yeah, everybody, good to see you. I'm gonna tell y'all, it's so much fun watching the complexity of people in our space when we play music like this. We got folks stem, jumping up, clapping their hands. Ain't no way. Right? And we got people sitting down looking like this, like all of these people are going to hell. Every single one of them going to hell, right? Everybody, if you haven't been here for a while, we've been in this hit series. We've been in a series called Hit Songs. And um, the point of the series, everybody, is to to help people understand that our God can use anything and anyone He wants to speak to and through and reveal Himself even through people, places, or things that may or may not be quote-unquote Christian. And everybody, uh, my hope is that uh, if you've been trekking with us in this series that maybe you've begun to experience God, you've been able to see God in some of those everyday uh, things that you've been dealing with in your life, everyday things like, like walking your dog, you know, seeing God at the playground, you know, seeing God uh, uh, at the amusement park. For my parents in the room, I wonder how many of you have have seen and witnessed uh, the voice of God through your children, one one, one or two of you. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, 15 years ago, I was really struggling in my faith. I had a sleepless night, uh, and I was so frustrated with my faith uh, that I literally threw my Bible across the couch. I know, Pastor George, you've never done this, but I was struggling, I was really struggling. And when I say 60 seconds later, it was like 5 in the morning, uh, my oldest daughter, she was four years old at the time, walked out of her room. uh, She's never gotten up that early for anything. She's 21 years old. She's never gotten up that early, right? But this day, I throw my Bible across the couch. Four years old. She walks out of her room, climbs up on the couch. She's only four years old. so Her little feet are dangling. She's like, hi, daddy. I'm like, what are you so excited about? I'm not happy right now, but how you doing, baby? And then she sees the Bible across the couch, grabs the Bible, puts it in my hand, and says, here you go. She's four years old. I said, baby, why did you, what did what what, you give me this Bible? What did you give me this book for? She was like, because you need this. I mean, Right? And that didn't happen in church. That didn't happen in a Bible study. That didn't happen to me watching or listening to a podcast. It was God using a moment to define my entire walk with him. And everybody, I can't speak for you, but uh, I'm so glad that God doesn't limit himself to certain things to get to us and get through to us. Like this song demonstrated by uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Marvin Gaye. Oh, by the way, if you're not familiar with him, one of the most iconic voices in R&B music. Yeah, when they sing this song, this song, everybody. If you didn't pick it up, it's all about how true love conquers all. That love conquers any issue, any barrier, any obstacle. There's nothing that can separate us from getting to and getting with the one that we love. Somebody felt that just right there, right? And here's the deal. The thing is, man, I've listened to this song like a thousand times in my lifetime. But it wasn't until I really started to dig in to this hit song series that I took a look at the song again, and I listened to the lyrics, and I examined the words. I was like, wait a minute. This is a Jesus song. Let me pull it up for you again just in case you missed it. He was like, listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. I was like, whoa. Oh, you guys are too much. You're too much. Stop it. I'll be here all morning. Cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah, yeah. But everybody, when I looked at those lyrics, I was like, wait a minute. That sounds just like Romans chapter 8 where he says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers. Here it is. Neither no height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. That's a Jesus song, right? Right? I was like, okay, okay, I'm feeling this. And then I like the next part. He says, if you need me, what does it say? Call, call me. No matter where you are, no matter how far. I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds like Matthew chapter 7, where he says, ask, and it will be given. It says, seek, and you will find, knock, and a door will be open. I like what he says in Jeremiah chapter 33. He says, call to me, and I will, what? Yeah. Answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I was like, snap, this is a Jesus song. And then watch this last part that I want to share. He says, remember the day I set you free. Oh, come on, somebody. I told you. You could always count on me, darling. That sounds just like Romans, excuse me, that sounds just like, uh, what, what verse is that? Uh, Galatians 5 and John 8. He says, for it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. free. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, I said, therefore, if the sun makes you free, yeah, you are truly free indeed. I was like, oh my God, this is a Jesus song. And I wonder if there's anybody else in the building grateful that we serve a God in heaven. Everybody who says to us that there is no mountain, no river, no valley, no obstacle, no issue that will separate you and me from His love. Is anybody else excited about that this morning? (laughs) Hallelujah. And I can tell you, everybody, uh, this is good news for me personally because what I've come to learn in my time serving God and walking with him is that it's not Jesus that wanders away from us. It's us who wanders away from him. Yeah, yeah. You need a verse, don't you? Isaiah 53 says it like this. He says, we all, somebody say all. All. Yeah, and we've been practicing this word all, haven't we, everybody? What does all mean, church, again? Thank you. Somebody say all mean all. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, he says, we all like what? Sheep "Sheep have gone astray. Each of us, somebody say each of us. That's right. That mean you, that mean me, right? Each of us have turned to our own way. And I I wonder if we can have an honest moment for a moment. I wonder if anybody in here has ever felt uh, like you screwed up or you've messed up or you've uh, put yourself and made choices that were straight unforgivable, one or two people, right, right, right? Like, like you maybe disqualified yourself from being loved by a loving and grace-filled God. I wonder if there's anybody in here who you've ever felt that way or you may be feeling that way presently. I just came to reassure somebody uh, that our eternal security, ladies and gentlemen, is not dependent upon what we do. It depends all upon what he did. Yeah, in other words, if I can say it another way, it's not dependent upon our performance. We're saved, ladies and gentlemen, because of Jesus's perfection. Amen, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, everybody, I want to share three thoughts to reinforce why we all can feel confident in the arms of Jesus because in his arms, we find three very important principles. Number one, in Jesus, everybody, we find the safety of Jesus. In his arms, we find the safety of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Isaiah, let's go back to Isaiah 53 for a minute. He says, we all like what? Sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And since we know that that's true about us, the other thing that's great news for us is who Jesus uh, is for us and who he says about himself. In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Now, let's stop right there for a minute because, ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus is the shepherd, we just read it, Isaiah 53, then, then who are the sheep? Yeah, look to the person next to you and say you. Yeah, now, now tap yourself on the shoulder and say me. Yeah, now, now if you really believe that, I need everybody in the building to say bye. Gosh, <laughs> awesome. I love it. This road did it. It's so great. I love my job. Hey, but Here's the deal, everybody. The deal is once we really embrace that, it's important for us to understand because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you do know sheep need a shepherd. You, you understand that, right? And the reason why sheep need a shepherd is because, hold on, who, who, who's the shepherd? Who are the sheep? Yeah, just want to make sure we don't d- get that disconnected. Sheep need a shepherd, ladies and gentlemen, because sheep are four Ds. The first thing sheep are, uh, sheep are dumb. Somebody say dumb. dumb. Anybody ever been around sheep? What are my farmers. Yeah, yeah. She- dumb as a box of rocks. If you ain't ever been around sheep, sheep are some of the dumbest animals in creation, right? If you don't watch sheep, sheep will literally like walk up to a cliff. And be like, oh, I wonder what's at the, back. and they're out of there. Just dumb animals, right? But not only are sheep dumb, but secondly, sheep are dirty. Somebody say dirty. dirty. Yeah, like, like, like sheep, like, you know, like in the wild, I don't know, some of you, you see sheep on TV or you see sheep in cartoons and their fleece looks just as white as snow and pure and, right, right? But that's not necessarily how they always look. Right? Like sheep, like in the wild, they don't understand how to bathe themselves, wash themselves. Like wild animals even understand, I'm going to jump in this lake and this river, get clean. Even a bird will fly down in a bird bath and, you know, get itself all cleaned up. Not sheep, right? Sheep, they'll mess around and rush up against a thicket or a bush or they'll have branches and leaves all over their wool. You know, sheep, you know, they take a dump in the woods, you know, and they still have remnants of the stuff on their wool and Sheep will just kind of look back like, oh, well, that is," you know, just, you know, just just, dirty animals, you understand. But not only are sheep dumb and dirty, but thirdly, uh, they are defenseless. Somebody say defenseless. Yet that's how they don't, they don't call them the L.A. sheep. Huh? What are they called, y'all? Rams, Rams right? right? Well, sheep, they don't have any claws. They don't have any fangs. They don't have sharp teeth, right? And I don't run very fast either. So if a wolf or a lion shows up and the shepherd ain't there, the sheep are just like, "Oh man, <laughs> they're done for, right?" And so sheep—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're dumb, they're dirty, they're defenseless. But also, lastly, they are totally dependent. Say, dependent. They're dependent. Uh, raise your hand. the Last time you saw sheep in the wild, yeah, they don't exist right? Because sheep wouldn't last five minutes by themselves, right? They are totally dependent on the shepherd uh, to feed them, to clothe them, to provide for them, to protect them. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And if he's a shepherd, who are the sheep, y'all? Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that. Right? And here's the deal. I'm just talking about me right now. You want to talk about a dumb I can't even, I don't even have time to stand up here and tell y'all all the dumb stuff I've done in my life. But by the grace of God, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm standing here before you right now, amen. by His grace. Dirty, oh my goodness. Some of the dirty meditation of my heart, some of the dirty thoughts that I think that I have to continually and consistently lay before the feet of Jesus. I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling just like you guys, Amen. Right. Not to mention the dirtiness of my sin that I didn't have the power to wash away on my own just like sheep. It's just connecting the dots for some people. Right. Now, and you want to talk about, you know, defenseless, you know, when you're a guy like me and Josh, you know, buff. You understand? Strong, tough guys like me and Josh. You understand? You know, we can you can feel sometimes like, you know, we're invincible until something like COVID jump up and knock you down. And we've all kind of dealt with that directly and indirectly in this space, amen? Yeah, I, I caught COVID, everybody, first week of November, knocked me out for 15 days. I never had any, I never want to feel like that again. It was awful. Lost 15 pounds. I gave it to my wife. She gave it to her, uh, her, her mom who lives with us. Our children were freaking out. Oh, my God, what are we going to eat? What are we going to live? My kids are going to die. You know, it was just, it was just it was terrible, right? I mean, you know, you never experienced anything like this before. And then you like, okay, will I ever come back to full strength and full capacity, right? And when you deal with something like that, you find out just how truly defenseless we really are. And see, everybody, the safety of Jesus communicates to us that bottom line, man, when I can't depend on anything or anyone else, I can depend on you, God. And it's okay for us to be dependent upon him because number one, we learn that Jesus is for us. Somebody say for us. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says in Romans 8, if God be for us, who can be against us, right? And not only is he for us, but the Bible says he's with us. Somebody say he's with us. Yeah. Psalm 139 says it like this. He says, he says, I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, You are there, everybody. There is safety that we find in the arms of Jesus, number one. But number two, there's a security in Jesus, the security of Jesus. We just learned, everybody, that we're just like sheep, and because we're just like sheep, we tend to stray. But the good news is Jesus is the good shepherd. And what's great about a good shepherd is that when we do stray away, he don't just leave us out there on our own devices, but He loves us enough that He pursues us and grabs us and brings us back into our right standing in Him. Ain't that good news? And Jesus, everybody, He has a story in Luke 15 where He talks about this, where He says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he lead the 99 others in the wilderness and go and search for the one that he's lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, will he joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, will he call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. And everybody, the security of Jesus says, hey, I recognize that as sheep, we all have deficiencies. But in Jesus, we find the all-sufficiency in him. Because as sheep, even though we're four Ds, isn't it good to know that our Jesus is also four Ds? And so, if, if, if sheep are dumb, Jesus is our discipler. Somebody say discipler. Look at this. Look at this. He says in James 1, if any of you lack wisdom, don't be a dummy. You see it? See it right there? He says you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I try to tell my children this all the time. Listen, even when you think you know it all, even when you think you, you, you've done this thing a hundred times, it never hurts to take a step back and be, ba- yeah, but God, what do you think? What, what's your thought about this? And how God sends people. He sends uh, advisors. He gives you an opportunity to see things that maybe you need to put into the equation that you never thought of that help the thing go smoother and, and, and go at a, at a much faster pace. And I'm going to tell you, all the times where I thought I had it all figured out, Leaned on my own understanding instead of acknowledging Jesus in all my ways. That's when things have blown up in my life every single time. Yeah. But Jesus, when we seek him, he is our disciple. But number two, everybody, when, if sheep are dirty, Jesus is our deliverer. Somebody say deliverer. Look at this. He says, what a wretched man that I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who what? Delivers me through Jesus Christ. Our Lord, everybody, He delivers us from our mess. He delivered us from our sin. And watch this, everybody. If sheep are defenseless, isn't it good to know that Jesus is our defender? Somebody say, He's our defender. defender. Watch this. Watch this. Look at this in Romans chapter 7. Excuse me, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And everybody, I got a great picture that one of my difference makers sent to us uh, in our chat. I love this. Many of you have seen this on social media. I had to repost it uh, when he sent it to us. But I love the caption. He says, fear nothing in front of you because of who is behind you. Now, I want you to take a good look at this lioness. O-M-G. You understand? That is such an amazing photo. And when I look at this lioness, I think of some words that encapsulate what this lioness is. Like I wrote them down. She is beautiful. She is also powerful. The word that comes to mind, protection. The other word that comes to mind is terrifying. Because she's looking like, I wish you would. I will rip yo. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you know, the other picture that I see here, she's also loving. That's how much she loves that cub, that she would do anything to cover, protect, and provide for that lion cub. Now, watch this. Why is the lion cub protected? Notice the lion cub is in alignment with the lioness. But if that lion cub wandered off, was out of alignment, was off doing its own thing oh i wish i had some real people yeah but the reason why you understand it finds protection safety security all that stuff is because it is perfectly aligned with the lioness and everybody cannot tell you that's exactly who jesus is in our life. He is beautiful. He is powerful. He is our protection. He is our loving. He is terrifying all at the same time, but he's on our side. Somebody ought to say amen. Yeah, buddy. Everybody, finally, if sheep are dependent, isn't it good to know that Jesus is totally devoted To the sheep, totally devoted. How devoted? Well, we just read about it in John chapter 10. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd does what? Lays down his life for the sheep. That's how devoted our Jesus is to you and to I. Lays down his life for his sheep, which beautifully takes me to my last point, everybody, the certainty of Jesus. We find certainty in him because of what he did for us. Everybody, it didn't get much more certain than the fact that Jesus, who knew no sin, took upon the weight of all sin for our sin to free us from our sin. And and, and he says when he did that, hey, not only do I love you, not only did I die for you, but I need you to know I chose you. Yeah. I chose you. Before the foundation of the world began, I chose you to be with me. I got a plan for your life. I want you, despite all that you've done, despite all that you've struggled with, I want you. To the point where he pursued us to come back to him. Listen, uh, my children are here. My wife is here at 9 o'clock. She did the uh, loop today. Uh, I love her. She is awesome. Did she do a great job? And everybody, she's doing a great job for our campuses, bringing unity to all of us. And so I'm really hoping that you guys mark August 22nd on your calendars. The unity service is going to be just totally off the chain. It's going to be great. All the campuses are going to be here. It's going to be, we're going to have food, trucks. it's going to be ridiculous. Be here August 22nd. But anyhow, uh, the first time I saw my wife, everybody, was 29 years ago. We were in college. We were in college. I saw her 29 years ago. Uh three months into our first semester, her first semester, I should say, my second year at Eastern Illinois University. And she was invited by a mutual friend who I didn't know at the time. And she was uh, in our church. I was singing in the choir stand. She was sitting about where my man is sitting right there. And uh, it was like amazing because I should have spotted her right away, Pastor. I mean, it was only like... 20 people in the the sanctuary, but Josh, God has scales on my eyes. He was like, I'm going to show you this girl when I'm ready for you to see her." you understand. And so I'm just hanging. My best friend is right here. He takes his fingers, turns my head, dropped the scales from my eyes, and was like, bam, look at that right there. And I was like, and in church, I was like, "Woo!" And from that moment on, it was my mission in life. To find that girl, you understand. I sprinted. I know George is like, we're talking about Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. Okay. And so I run downstairs. I rip off my robe. I run back up to find her. And she vanished. I was like, Rob, did she disappear? Did I imagine her? Was she an epiphany? Right? And for eight weeks straight, I was in hot pursuit of finding that woman. Right? I'm talking the whole next week. I was looking for it didn't find the Thanksgiving break. I'm dreaming about her, thinking about her. 3 weeks after that I'm looking all over the yard. We're on break for Christmas break. I'm like this is terrible. I got to find this girl. It's been 8 weeks. And I finally see her coming out of a lecture hall that I'd never had a class in in the 5 years I was at EIU. She's coming out. I'm going in. It's people behind her. It's people behind me. I grab her. In the doorway, because, you know, she didn't understand that she was being stalked. You understand, right? I grabbed her in the doorway, pick her up, was like, hey, how you doing? She only met me for two minutes eight weeks ago. I'm so glad she didn't call campus security on her brother, right? And from that moment on, I have never let her go. and we've been, She's been stuck with me for 29 years. 25 years of marriage. Yeah. But here's the point of that story, everybody. As relentlessly and passionately as I pursued my wife, it pales in comparison to how passionately and relentlessly Jesus pursued you and I. He says, not only do I love you, not only did I sacrifice my life for you, but I chose you. Let me show you this passage. I skipped it earlier, but I want, I, want, I want you to see this. He says, who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? He chose us. It is God who justifies. So who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding. For us, So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or your issue or your divorce or your abuse or you being locked up in prison or your addiction or your relapse? Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. Absolutely nothing. And so if he feels that way about us, really... The question is, not that if he's chosen us, the question is, will we choose him? Everybody? Now, you think about my wife and I, we've been married for 25 years. If you've been in this space and you've been married or in a committed relationship for 10, 15, 20 years plus, raise your hand right now, raise your hand. Okay, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all. Now, here's a question that makes this really, really mind-blowing for me. All right, Lynette, you ready? Now, don't raise your hand. But, okay, those of us who have been in a re- committed relationship for a long period of time, if you knew then what you know now, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Would you have maybe said, uh, let me think about this before I say I do? All right? I'm just saying. And what's beautiful about what Jesus does for us is the Bible says, not only did I choose you, but I knew you before all of that. I knew everything about you, and I chose you anyway. You need to see the verse, don't you? Let me show it to you. It says, it says this is so beautiful. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his Son." So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And, somebody say and. and. Watch this. Having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And, somebody say and. and. Having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. This is crazy. And, somebody say and. and. Are y'all seeing this? I'm not making this up. This is in the Bible. Having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. This is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And when you talk about just how much Jesus loved you, he said, listen, I don't care where you've been. I don't care how much you've struggled. I don't care how many times you've fallen. I don't care how many times you failed. I loved you. I died for you. And I chose you. I got a plan for your life. You you relapse again? Fantastic. I got a plan for your life. Failed marriage? Wonderful. Come to me. We'll fix that. Come on. I got a purpose for you. I got a plan for you. Spent time in prison? All good. Come on. I got a spot for you on my team. I want to use you. I'm never going to throw you away. I love you that much. And I chose you to be with me. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to restate the question. If Jesus has chosen us, the question really is, will we choose him? He says there's no mountain, no river, no valley. Nothing will separate me from the love that I have for you. I've chosen you. Will you choose me? Everyone standing. God is good, isn't he? I want to pray. Maybe that's been something that somebody in this space has been wrestling with. Maybe you've been wrestling with your standing in God's family. I pray that this message has encouraged you to recognize that there isn't anything that you've done, are doing, or can ever do that will disqualify you from being in God's family. He loves you that much. He knew all about it in advance, and he says, I love you, I died for you, and I've chosen you. Come on to me with all of your stuff, all of your mess. We'll get it right, and I'm going to use you for my glory and you're going to be blessed through it anyhow. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Oh, my goodness. That type of love is mind-blowing. Can't even comprehend. But thank you that you loved us that much. And thank you for the truth of your word, God, that we can look to your scriptures and see this playing out. You show us exactly who we are. We're like sheep, but thank you that you're the good shepherd, that you come after us to bring us back to Yourself. And You show us in Scripture, uh, nothing can separate us from Your love. So I pray, Father God, uh, that we would not allow our own pity, our own issues, our own self-doubt to separate us from You. You don't do that to us. I pray we don't do that to You, that we will continue to run to You, we will continue to choose You, we'll continue to lay our issues at your feet and allow you, God, to clean us up, pick us up, bring us back, give us the right standing that you've already given us, and allow us to walk this thing out the way you've called us to walk it out for you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We love you. We appreciate you. Help us to walk in your truth at all times. In Jesus' name we pray, and let the church say, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wired podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and have a great week.